I wanna welcome all of our campuses, our Lake Point campuses, our real life campuses, those connecting over the internet today. We're so glad you're with us today. As we continue a series called The Nine Relationship Goals, where we're looking at traits, nine traits that'll take our relationships to the next level. They're all found in Galatians chapter five. Let me put it on the screen for you, which says this. This is our verse for the whole series. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And I'm gonna ask all the campuses, those in the room with me, let's say these nine traits together. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today I want us to unpack this word faithfulness. Whether you realize or not, our relationships need this word, this expression of the Holy Spirit uh, for our relationships to be all that God wants them to be. And whether you realize it or not, faithfulness is something that you need, but it's not something you can produce in a day. In our microwave society with being so fast paced, we just wanna say, well, I did something good, therefore I'm faithful. But faithfulness literally means to be trusted over a period of time until you become trustworthy. It's to be trusted over a period of time until people say, you know what, that person, that individual is faithful. And we're, we're so inspired by faithfulness and we're encouraged by it when we see it in the world today. It's, for instance, when people stay faithful in their marriage, uh, it really is exciting and encouraging. And speaking of that, I wanna give a shout out to this couple, Jim and Pauline Parks from our Corpus campus. And uh, they actually sometimes join us over the internet uh, because of health reasons, but you can see I'm doing a photo bomb right here in this shot. Um, but are you ready for this, Lake Point? Uh, they are celebrating this weekend their 69th wedding anniversary. Wow. Yeah, so congratulations to them. That's incredible. That's inspiring. 69 years of faithfulness. There's something about faithfulness that encourages us. As a pastor, I'm encouraged by people who are faithful to stay in the church, to, to say, this is my church family. I'm gonna stick with this family through thick and thin. I've been in ministry for 15 years now, and it amazes me how people will just leave for very trivial reasons. Now, I know that some people have to get transferred or move away or go to college, but, but sometimes when you make a change, people just walk away and say, well, this isn't my family anymore. Uh, after 15 years in ministry, I, I definitely agree with this quote from Real, Will Rogers. He says, I quote, everybody is for progress. It's change they don't like. Uh, sometimes in a church, when you make a change, it's almost like you deny the resurrection or something by people's reaction to it. And people say, you know what, I'm just gonna walk away. There's something about people that say, you know what, this is my church family, no matter what happens, I'm gonna stick in this family through thick and thin. Uh, think about the original seven families that started Lake Point in a bait shop 35 years ago. These original people said, you know what, we're all in, this is our church family, and we're gonna be a family that does whatever it takes to reach out to people, and we're gonna share Christ, we're gonna build believers. And I think about what happened, especially uh, with this couple, Bill and Sue, in the uh, top left corner there. Uh, Bill and Sue, all in. Uh, some of you know this story, but one, one night it snowed on this Saturday evening, and it snowed so much that Bill and Sue said, you know what, we need to get to church early. We're gonna get our snow shovels, and we need to clear a path for the guests. We need to clear out all the stairs and make sure that when new people come to the bait shop, they have a clear path to come and find Christ and find a church family. Well, when Bill and Sue showed up, all other seven couples were also there early to do the same thing. Now here's my question, have things changed in 35 years for Bill and Sue? Just a few things, they don't have to bring their snow shovel anymore. There's a lot of things that have changed, but they're still all in. Fast forward 35 years later, just a few weeks ago, 
Bill walks up to me after a service that we were talking about sharing Christ and building believers and the urgency of the church to do whatever it takes to reach out to people. And he was telling me about a guy's name on his impact card that he was still praying for, still inviting to church, and still hoping that God would rescue his soul from darkness to light. And he's saying, I want this friend to come to my church family and find the love of Christ. And can we just give a huge hand to Bill and Sue for still being all into the vision of Lake Point after 35 years. Let's just honor that. It's awesome. It's incredible. You know what, guys? I don't think Bill and Sue are going anywhere. I think they're going to stick in with us. Uh, the, the, the faithfulness of people to say, you know what? I'm all in. The strength of a church is faithful people who serve. The strength of relationships is faithfulness. It's what we all need, and it's, it's a product of the Holy Spirit. I hope you caught this, that God is the one who produces this in our lives. He wants to see it in your life. He wants us to be marked by faithfulness. But if you look at any faithfulness in this world and you trace it all the way back to its root, you'll find God. God is the source. He's the one that gives us the power to be faithful. And the good news for us is faithfulness starts with just very small steps. So I'm asking you to turn your Bible to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16 will be our key text today in verse 10. And if you don't have a Bible, there's a place to follow along in your worship guide, whatever campus you're on today. I'd encourage you to see the key verses there. Also a place to take notes if you'd like to. But before I get to Luke chapter 16, our key verse, and just look at two decisions that we can make to help faithfulness work out in our everyday life as we cooperate with the Spirit. Before we look at those two decisions in this verse, I want to start with two questions. So I just want to back up and push pause, and here's the first question. You ready? The first question is, where has God been faithful to you? You see, in this fast-paced, busy world, we just spend so much. And have you just stopped recently to ask this question, where has God been faithful to me? Where has he really shown up in my life? And when you do that, you're going to see the faithfulness of his hand, his fingerprints, all the way through your life. And I would encourage you to today, at some point, to push pause and reflect on the faithfulness of God. Sometime this week, just stop and think about all the stories in your life of how he's been faithful to you. Now, let's just pause in this message and think about his faithfulness. I love verses like this in the Bible from Psalm. I'll put it on the screen for you. Psalm chapter 86, verse 15 says, You, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. This is such a powerful verse, a wonderful description of God. If you're new to this church, if you're new to Christianity, I hope you heard who God is. Because you may have walked in here and thought he was mad at you. No, no, he's slow to anger. He's compassionate towards you. He loves you. And I love this verse because it says, not only is he full of compassion, but he's full of faithfulness. That means he's not going anywhere. He's not going to give up on you. And even when you've given up on him, he's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's always faithful. Think about how he's been there for you. And I wrote down several stories in my family's life this week, and, and I'll share a couple just to help you think of the stories in your own life, even through difficult times. And both of these could be a sermon in themselves, but years ago, my youngest daughter was bitten by a rattlesnake. It, it was a traumatic event in our family's life, and, and it was an emergency uh, to the highest degree, and we rushed to one hospital, and then they couldn't do all that they wanted to do, so they rushed her to another hospital, and those first 48 hours were very touch and go, and my daughter was hooked up to every machine in the hospital, it seemed like, in that ICU, 
Now I can remember uh, my oldest two kids finally getting to come see their sister for the first time in the ICU. And while I talked to doctors about what the diagnosis was and what we were going to do next, I turned around to see this picture, which I actually took for memory's sake. It's a moment I'll never forget as long as I live. My two kids praying over their sister, asking God to be faithful, asking God to show up, asking God to help her and and telling God that we're trusting him with the situation. It was just one of those moments. And let me just tell you, after a few days, my youngest daughter walked out of the hospital with no permanent problems. Now she's not gonna, yes, praise God for that, absolutely. Now she's not gonna go to a rattlesnake roundup with you or anything, okay? But let me just tell you, there's other stories in our family's life where it didn't work out like that where things didn't happen the way we thought and God didn't answer our prayers the way he wanted him to and it just kept on getting darker and the valley kept on getting more, more and more overwhelming. But I think about another story. Five years ago, uh, as his faithfulness, uh, our family moved to Austin, over a million unchurched people there, and we moved into a neighborhood of 18,000 people that didn't go to church anywhere. And we looked a lot younger back then five years ago and our kids have definitely changed a ton but I can remember a family going in with no core group, no support, knowing absolutely no one. And in five years of God's faithfulness, six people has turned into a gym full of people at Bowie High School where over a thousand people come every Sunday to find out about a faithful God. And boy, was that a difficult five years, a lot of tough things, a lot of uh, walls looking for windows, a lot of difficulty, but it is no testimony to us at all. It's all to God's faithfulness and to a group of faithful people who are in a gymnasium right now this morning and putting up with a lot of change. We've been in five locations in five years, and now their pastor's coming to them on a screen, so would you help me appreciate the Austin campus and their faithfulness? We love you guys. Thank you so much. Faithfulness. I want you to reflect on God's faithfulness. Look back at your history, the scripture says. I love this verse. It says in Psalm 107, verse 43. Let me put it on the screen for you. It says, those who are wise will take all this to heart, all of God's faithfulness to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. When you look back at your history, you're gonna see God's faithfulness. Look back. Through the trials, yes. Through the triumphs, absolutely. Through the difficulties, yes, he was there. Through the darkness, through the struggles, he's always been there. And listen, when you look back at God's faithfulness, this is what it helps you do. It helps you look forward with confidence to the future. When you look back and see how faithful he's been, that you could always trust him, you're gonna trust him with the question marks in your life right now. And I wanna ask you to look back. Has God been faithful to you? And the answer is always yes, even when you didn't believe in him, even when you were going away from him, he's always been there. But the second question is, is more difficult to ask, but very necessary today. And here's the question. Not only where has God been faithful to you, but where have you been faithful to him? As you look at your life, are you leaning into faithfulness? Have you been faithful with that situation? Have you been faithful with the circumstances around you? Have you been, especially, have you been faithful with the relationships, with the people around you in your life? See, the good news for us is his faithfulness starts with very small steps. And I love this passage in Luke chapter 16. The whole chapter is a powerful discourse Jesus gives. But within his talk, you find this nugget about faithfulness. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. 
says, if you are faithful, same word is from Galatians 5, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. You see, if you want to see faithfulness in your life, I want to encourage you to make two decisions today. Very practical to see faithfulness grow in your everyday life and help you cooperate with God's spirit. How am I going to do that? The first thing you're going to decide to do today is I'm going to, I'm going to make a decision today that God's standard will be my standard. I'm going to make a commitment to God's standard. His standard of faithfulness will be my standard. You see, God's standard is faithfulness. Jesus starts out and says, if you are faithful, that's what I want you to shoot for. I want you to aim for faithfulness in your life, faithfulness in your relationships, faithfulness in serving me. That's the standard. All the way through the scripture, we see this. Here's the decision, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24. Let me put that one on the screen for you. It says, obey the Lord, and watch this, serve him faithfully. That's the standard, that's the decision. Serve him faithfully with all your heart, why would you do that? Look, remember the great things he has done for you. In light of his faithfulness to us, how can we do anything else but choose faithfulness to him? That's the standard in every relationship, especially in the relationship of marriage. Look at Proverbs chapter five, verse 15. It says this about faithfulness. It says, be faithful to your own wife and give your love to her alone. That is God's standard. So if you are married, the standard is to be faithful to your spouse. You say, well, I'm not married right now. Well, got good news for you. The U.S. Census Bureau said that 96% of all Americans will get married at least once. So it's coming, all right? 96% of us are going to get stuck with somebody, okay? And when that moment comes, the standard in that marriage is faithfulness. Now, we all know this. We all know this in our basic internal God-given wiring. I mean, if you, if you see a wedding, no bride walks down the aisle and thinks to herself while she's walking down the aisle, I bet this isn't gonna end good. I bet we're gonna end in divorce. This is horrible. No, no, you can sense it at a wedding, right? There's hope. There's like, this is gonna last forever. We're gonna be faithful to each other. We're gonna promise that faithfulness in front of all of our friends and family and God. We wanna be faithful. We know the standard. But then life happens and it gets difficult. Now listen. This message, the purpose of this message is not, if you've been through uh, unfaithfulness in a relationship, it's not to, to make you feel even more guilty or to pile on shame or, or to dredge up the past for you. It's just to remind us that God's standard is faithfulness. And what is Jesus saying in Luke chapter 16, verse 10? He's saying if you follow faithfulness, it's a good road. You win at life, you win in relationships. And if you don't follow the path of faithfulness, it's not gonna go good. You're gonna have all kinds of things piling up in your life, fear and anxiety and anguish and guilt and shame, and it's just not gonna be good, and your relationships are not gonna grow. Your relationships need faithfulness. So I wanna encourage you to make the decision today. You say, you know what, I'm gonna get in on this verse. I'm gonna get in on this principle, and I'm gonna be faithful in my relationships, but not just in my marriage, and not just in my home, and not just with my friends, but everywhere I go. Faithfulness even at work. I, I love this passage in Daniel chapter six, verse four. In the Old Testament, Daniel had a government job. Watch this. Daniel was handling government affairs. Now watch this, people were trying to get rid of him, so, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. Why is that? I love this. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Now let me just stop here. 
Because what we see here is God calling us to a standard of faithfulness in every relationship. And my question for us today is, is that a description of you? Is that a description of me? Faithful, responsible, trustworthy. Let me just get real with us today. We have all blown it in this area one time or another. I was gonna ask for a show of hands, but I don't want you to be tempted to lie in church, okay? We've all been, been uh, not just tempted to blow it in faithfulness, we all have. We've made mistakes. People have counted on us, and we let them down in some way, uh, whether it was something we said or didn't say, something we did or didn't do, and we come to this point, like some of us are feeling right now, wow, this message is on faithfulness, but I haven't been faithful. What do I do? Well, I've found in my life when I haven't been faithful, it's because I thought I had to be faithful on my own and I didn't rely on God's faithfulness and I forgot to rely on his strength and live in his faithfulness so that I could be faithful, he could be faithful through me. You see, what do you do when you blow it? What do you do when you haven't been responsible or trustworthy and you haven't been faithful? You come back to wonderful scriptures like this, to the faithfulness of God. First John chapter one, verse nine is a powerful verse. It says this about faithfulness. It says, if we confess our sins to him, who is faithful? Three words, say it with me. Who's faithful? He's faithful. Yeah, it's not about me. It's about him. He's faithful. God is the source of faithfulness. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. I love this. You see, he says to forgive us of our sins. That word sins is the Greek word harmatia. It literally means to miss the mark. Because there's times when, just like an archer tries to hit the bullseye, we don't hit the bullseye. We're not perfect in faithfulness. And what do we do when we miss the mark, when we let people down? We come to God and he forgives. And he brings us back to faithfulness because he's a faithful God. But I love this. He doesn't just forgive sins when you mess up every once in a while in small ways. It says he also cleanses all wickedness. That's a whole different word. That word wickedness, it literally means not just missing the mark every once in a while, it means you miss the mark all the time. You're characterized by missing the mark. Wickedness is almost the opposite of faithfulness. It's becoming to the point where people say, he's untrustworthy, she's unrighteous, there's nothing good in this person, they, they're going away from God, they're not just missing the mark, they're off the grid. And if you feel that way today, like you've just totally blown it, you don't know where to turn, I've got great news for you. It's not about your faithfulness, it's about God's faithfulness. And if you wanna think about how faithful God's been, I've listened to a lot of stories today, but let me tell you one more. There's a story about a father who sent his son 2,000 years ago to die on a cross for all of our sins, and he is faithful to forgive, to cleanse, and give you a new start, and he can restore you today. You can find forgiveness. And there's three groups of people listening to that right now. One, one group of people, you need to respond to that forgiveness. You need to open your heart and life to Christ. And you say, you know what, God, thank you for being faithful to me. I need you. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. There's others, another group, who, and you listen to that. You've already received Christ, but you need to lean back into faithfulness. It's not just a prayer you prayed when you were 7 or 17 or 10 years ago. It's a prayer that you lean into every day. Saved once, absolutely. Walking in faith every day, leaning back in. God, help me to be faithful. Produce faithfulness in me. And there's another group listening to me. And you've been faithful, you've been leaning in, but you're ready to give up. You get tired, you get weary. And I'm gonna encourage you today, don't give up. Go back to God's standard and say, God, be faithful through me. You see, the first decision is 
I'm gonna go to God's standard. And let's just recognize and realize God's standard is faithfulness. Christ died for those times we aren't faithful and he is faithful to forgive and cleanse and get us back on track. And wherever you are today, no matter how much you've blown it, here's the second decision. Start with whatever you have in front of you and say, I'm gonna be faithful with this. Start with what's in front of you. Start with what's right in front of me and say, I'm gonna be faithful with this. And I'm gonna encourage you, don't delay this. Don't say, I'm gonna be faithful when I graduate from high school. I'm gonna be faithful when I get out of college. Or I'm gonna be faithful when I get married. Say, I'm gonna be faithful now. Say, I'm gonna do this right now. Look back at Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Just at those first two phrases, watch this. It says, if you're faithful in little things, start with where you are. Don't go looking for other things to be faithful in. Start right where you are, what's right in front of you. Because if you're faithful with those things, you'll be faithful in large. But in other words, God will bring larger things to you. So I want you to do today is evaluate some things in your life and say, you know what? Am I faithful with that? And am I starting with what's right in front of me? Let's look at three things, very, very practical things. Let's start with your resources, okay? What's right in front of you? Your stuff. How are you doing with the things that God is giving you? How are you doing with the money he's providing for you? What are you doing with that, and are you faithful in it? Now, I happen to have some money here today, and um, don't rush the stage. It's not real, okay? Uh, I probably picked up on that just from the size of it. But I want you to think about whatever amount of money you have coming into your life. Now, no matter who you are, if I sit, sat down with you and asked you, you would say, no matter who you are, what stage, what age you are, I need more of this, okay? Whatever your stack is, you say, I just need a little bit more and everything's gonna be okay. My question today is not, how much of this do you have? The question today is not, how much of this do you think you need? The question is, what are you doing with what you have? You see, the scripture gives us very clear advice and wisdom on how to be faithful with resources. It's called the 10-10-80 plan. Some of you have heard this today, but if you implement this, this will change your life. The 10-10-80 plan is very simple. No matter what this is, what amount this is, you take 10% of it and you give it back to God. You put it back into his storehouse, the local church, the local expression of the body of Christ. He says just take 10% acknowledging that I gave you all 100, but 10 goes back to me. Then he says, take another 10% and put it aside for yourself. Save it. The scripture says, by wisdom, little by little, the wise man saves up. And then the 80%, this is what you're going to live on and joy and honor God with. It's the 10, 10, 80 plan. And listen, this works if all these are ones. It's a lot easier to start when all these are ones. But it also works if all these are tens. It also works if all these are hundreds. It doesn't matter what the amount is. But if you wanna be faithful, the question is, am I being faithful following God with the 10, 10, 80 plan? Because our Father in heaven is looking for people who will be generous and faithful with their resources. Now, last weekend, uh, I was uh, tearing down at Bowie High School, and one of the band members comes up to me and says, hey, I just want you to know, I was watching your son while I was playing, and I didn't know what was gonna happen next, because I have three teenagers, they sit near the front, I didn't know what the report was gonna be, but this worship guy is saying, hey, I saw your son on the front row, and I didn't know what he was gonna say next, and then he said, it was during the offering when the bucket was coming by, and he reached in his wallet, and he pulled out some money, and your teenage son put money in that bucket. And it blessed me, and it got me to ask the question, am I being faithful like this kid is? When I heard that story, I made a mental note of which one uh, of my kids that was, and I've told myself, no matter what happens this week, if he's short, I've got it. 
You know, if he needs a little bit more money for ice cream, he needs a little bit more money going on that date, he needs a little bit more money going to the movies, I'm gonna make sure I come through because that's what I wanna see in my kid. Now, if me as an earthly father feels that way, how much more does the heavenly father look down on us and says, you know what, I'm just waiting to see are there any of my kids who'll be faithful with their stuff? And I'm telling you, listen, God's not in the business of raising money, it's all his anyway. He's in the business of raising his kids and he's looking for faithfulness. And so maybe for you, you'd say, you know what, that's the area I need to work on. God, help me to be faithful with the resources that are right in front of me. Maybe you've already got that 10-10-80 plan down, and maybe for you it's gonna be this word, responsibility. Maybe for you it's gonna be, what is my responsibility? What are the opportunities right in front of me? Am I I being faithful with those? I can remember when I surrendered to ministry and I was so excited, and I pictured in my mind, I'm gonna speak to a lot of people, I'm gonna lead a church and a great vision, do something significant for God, change the world. So I went to my pastor and I said, I'm called into ministry, and I was coming out of pre-med, so you know, I was already smart, I'd already you know, made an A in inorganic uh, you know, chemistry, so I'm all in. And so I go to my pastor, I say, you know what, pastor, I'm called to ministry, how can I serve you? And I'm thinking he's gonna say, you have to speak for me this Sunday. That's what you have to do. He didn't say that. You know what he said to me? He said, what do you know about roller skates? Roller skates, I don't know a lot about, I can't even backwards skate. He said, he said good, I need you to run the, the, the family center on Saturday mornings and Sunday afternoons. We have a roller skate, free skate time, and I want you to make sure everybody gets skates. I said, well, you want me to do what? And so, so I found myself passing out roller skates on Saturday morning and Sunday afternoon. And I wanna tell you, I had a bad attitude about it. Like, this is ministry, I have to smell feet? To handle people's shoes? This is not what I signed up for. And I just had a horrible attitude about it. And finally, I came across this verse we're looking at today. Are you gonna be faithful with the little things? And several other verses that spoke to me. And I just decided I'm gonna change my attitude, God. If this is what you want me to do, I'm gonna organize these skates, I'm gonna be the nicest person these people have ever met on Saturday and Sunday afternoon, and I'm gonna do this job like you want me to do, and I'm gonna honor you. And through that experience, I met the youth pastor, and he'd bring his kids there on Saturday morning, and and we would talk a little bit, and and a few weeks later, he said, you know what? He said, I heard you're called into ministry. I thought, okay, this is my shot. The youth pastor's gonna ask me to speak to the teenagers. Now, that's not the major leagues, but that's the minor leagues, I'll take it, all right? But that's not what he said to me. He said, hey, what do you know about dodgeball? I said, what do you know about dodgeball? I said, I don't know. I mean, I played it a few times when I was a kid. He goes, I want you to run wreck for our camp this summer. That is not what I want to do. I had a horrible attitude. I was like, I'll, I'll throw this at you for asking me. I don't, I don't understand. I thought I was called into ministry. But God had to check my attitude, and I came back to this verse, be faithful in the little things. I said, you know what? Guys, I refereed more dodgeball games than I'm gonna admit to you right now, but I did it for the glory of God, okay? I was all in. And after that summer, the youth pastor came to me and said, you know what, I loved how you were interacting with the teenagers. I loved how you were were really relating to them. Would you lead a small group of eighth grade boys this fall? And that that responsibility that I took then led to another responsibility, another responsibility. I am convinced that if I didn't embrace these little things early on in my ministry, I would not be standing up here talking to you today. Now here's my question for you. What are your roller skates? What is your dodgeball? 
There are things in your life right now that you don't like, maybe because of your age, your stage, your, your, whatever it might be, your situation, but embrace what is right in front of you. And God is faithful. He'll watch how faithful you are in those little things. He'll bring you other things. But you just lean into what's right in front of you because that responsibility is what he's looking for faithfulness because he's not interested in what you can do for him. He's interested in growing you into a relationship of a faithful kid that points people back to a faithful father. See, maybe for you it's resources. I need to be faithful in the little things. Maybe for you it's the responsibility that's right in front of you. And maybe you don't like that responsibility, but you need to do that for the glory of God and being faithful to him. But maybe for you it's relationships. Maybe for you it's those people right in front of you, doing the little things that matter, saying the things that matter, doing those little things that matter, and being faithful in the relationships that God's given you. I think about that and I think about parenting. Because in parenting, you have a responsibility in relationships to take care of certain people in your life. This happens to be Brandon. He's one of our church planners that we support in Tampa, and this is his new addition. Now, I want you to know that this weekend, I, I had a birthday for my daughter, and she was 16. She's not this size anymore. They grew up quick. And if you're in this life stage right now as a parent, doesn't this give new meaning to the verse, be faithful in the little things? Man, they're not little long. I wanna encourage you, mom, encourage you, dad. Take the time, invest in those little things and they grow up. They're a bigger responsibility, a greater blessing. But lean into the little things. I don't know what that's gonna mean for you, but I'm gonna ask you to lean in today and ask God's Holy Spirit to help you be faithful in relationships. I talked to a dad recently who finally got his dream job and he was traveling a lot and the money was great and the influence was great, the significance he felt was great. But he said, I was away from my family way too much. And after nine months, this dad recently said, you know what? I quit that job and took a lower paying job so I could be home with my kids more because they're not gonna be this age very long. I don't know what this is gonna mean for you, but I'm gonna ask you to lean in and say, Holy Spirit, help me to be faithful in relationships. And listen, I know it's not as simple and clean and, and, and easy to do because of relationships being so complicated. There's those of you listening to me and because of unfaithfulness in relationships, you've really got a complicated situation. But ask God what you can do. I talked to a dad who recently got divorced. He said, no, it's been so hard and there's been hurt on both sides. And I said, well, hey, what did you do for Mother's Day? Because I knew it would be hard for him. The first Mother's Day, he and his wife were separated and they're living in different houses. And he said, you know what I did? He said, my ex-wife went to go visit our oldest kid in college and I had the younger kids. I said, what'd you do? He said, I've been praying I've been praying hard, God, help me to be faithful right now. Lord, your Holy Spirit produced love and joy and peace and patience and kindness in me. So, so what I did is I got my younger kids and we went to Lowe's and we bought a whole bunch of mulch and a whole bunch of flowers. And I went over to my ex-wife's house and we made her front yard look amazing and beautiful. And I told my kids, your mom is special. Now, I don't know what this is gonna mean for you, but I'm gonna ask you to lean in. To say, God, help me to be faithful with my kids. And you may be saying, well, you know what? I don't have any kids at home. Or my kids are grown and gone. Well, how exciting is that for you? <laughs> well, what an exciting day for you. If you don't have any kids at home, I want to encourage you to say, God, wow, I've got a lot of time on my hands. How can I be faithful to you? Here's a doctor from our Corpus campus who his kids are grown and gone. And he goes and finds other kids in Africa to help. And every year he goes and helps these children. He says, you know what? I'm gonna just lean into relationships and make new friends. And 
And he's got so many children that know his name and families that he's helped to leverage his gifts for God's faithfulness to be faithful to these people. And I'm convinced because this guy has silently been doing this and very much doesn't like notoriety, but just recently, a few months ago, he was named the president, the new president of the Pediatric Society for the State of Texas. Amazing honor, okay? Let's give it up for Dr. Bill Dirksen down there in Corpus. I'm convinced it's because he was faithful in the little things. You see, today, I wanna encourage you to ask yourself, can I be faithful in relationships? Listen, don't apply this message by going home with your new wife and saying, okay, we've only been married for a year, but 68 years from now, we're gonna get a shout out from the stage. And I don't care how miserable you are, we're gonna stick this out, all right? That is gonna be a horrible 68 years for you. Notice the difference between that and this right here. Go home and say, you know what? Let's just think about how faithful God's been to us. Let's just reflect on his goodness in our lives. And let's just pray that not only would God, as God is faithful to us, let's ask God to be faithful through us. And as we're faithful to each other, may that point people back to a faithful God and may they experience life change because we have been faithful. Others have found the faithfulness of God and a God who is faithful to forgive all sins. This is the first baptism of a church that you guys helped start through your impact offering. Story City Church in LA, one of the hardest places in America to start a church. They've already seen in two months 10 people pray to receive Christ and baptize four people going public with their faith. Story City Church, we love you and let's give them a huge hand for the life change of that. Unreal, love it, it's awesome. I wanna ask you today, if you're not a part of a church family, get in on this. This is not a perfect church, but this is a church that leverages resources, takes responsibility seriously, and says, we're gonna be a family that points people to a faithful God and sees life change like this. But listen, the goal of this is not to see uh, how many shout outs you can get from the stage, but to get a shout out from the Savior himself when we step off of this planet and step into eternity. I love this verse we close with today. It says in, in this passage in Matthew, it says, the master was full of praise and he said, well done, hope all of us hear this, well done my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful, you hung in there, you've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for the promise that one day we will get a shout out from you. We lean into faithfulness that comes from you. Today I pray if there's anyone who has never opened their heart to you, that right now today they would receive you as their savior. They would place their faith, not in their faithfulness, but in yours. And I also ask though, for those of us who already know you, that we would lean in and that we would be faithful with our resources, faithful with our responsibilities, and faithful in our relationships starting right now. And may no one leave this place, may no one click off the internet today feeling guilty, but Lord, may they leave this place full of grace and full of new beginnings. And may we, in our faithfulness that you give us, point this entire community back to a faithful God who is full of compassion, and full of love and faithfulness. We ask this in the name of Jesus and everyone said, amen. Let's give God a hand for his grace and his love today.